Hey guys, and welcome back to Two Girls, Two Cups, uh, the podcast where two girls drink from cups and talk shit. Oh my god, I forgot to clink! Wait, okay. That's good enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll, maybe I'll edit back one of our old clinks. I'll just reuse one of those. So Diana, what's in your cup today? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, today I have, well, I have water. Um, oh, I had, the package just got delivered. I got a notification. Um, I have water that I've been drinking because I'm very dehydrated right now. But in my like mug, I have grapefruit juice, which is pretty boring. But again, I'm moving tomorrow, so everything's packed. This is like the yeah, only kind cup of, that I could found. What kind of mug is it? It looks cute, though. It looks like one of those like Luke's Diner mugs. It's Maddie's very big, mug. Yellow. Um, she bought it, and it's it is really big. But she bought it to make baked oatmeal in, so she can like make a single serving of. Oatmeal, so it's like oven safe or whatever. Um, but I it's love, just like, the only cup huge that I could find. mugs that I could like use as bowls and like eat yeah. pasta or like ice cream or cereal in it. I don't know, something about that just thrills me to my core. Yeah, but every all the other like regular cups are in boxes and packed up. Yeah. And stuff, so, and, like all my tea is packed up and our kettle is packed up. It's a couldn't make tea. <laughs> Um, yeah it's honestly it's like getting kind of hot for tea too which is sad because I love my morning tea but yeah today I'm actually not adventurous at all I have just water in my mug and it's the mug I always drink my water in. it's my Troy and Abed mug from the tv show community which I feel like defined a lot of my personality like growing up in high school yes <laughs> she used to watch episodes Confirmed. of community on her little iPod nano on that tiny oh screen oh my god I remember that oh tbt yeah, so uh, any weekly updates for you, Diane? I feel like it's been like a pretty hectic week for everyone. Um, so how has this past week been? Good mood, bad mood, hectic, chaotic? It's eclipse it's season, so <laughs> a lot of chaos chaotic. in here. I'm yeah. moving tomorrow. So we've been like frantically packing. Well, not frantically. We've been packing like kind of slowly. But the past couple of days we've been like, now we got to really like, pack everything um but more than that I've been seeing a lot of people like I've been really social the past week because everyone like wants to like see me before I leave or whatever so it's like every day I have plans um to see people which is like fine and nice but also I'm tired a lot of yeah a lot of energy is required for yeah and I had to take my cat to my parents house yesterday so they can like watch her while we move and I'm just like sad I feel bad about it um actually I was just like uh I got that like memories notification from snapchat and it was just like a random snap of me filming uh me like greeting my dog when I got home from work like summer of 2019 and I literally just like watched the video like 10 times just being like I miss my baby but um but yeah any more any more updates for your week well, it's been actually a few weeks since we recorded our last episode, to be fair. Yeah. No, so I guess not really. Like, I, it's mostly literally been prepping to move and, like, seeing people because I'm going to move. Um, I went to my parents' lake house with them last weekend. And so I, I don't have any updates because that is, like, there's, like, a black hole of time spent at the lake where, like, nothing interesting ever happens because we're just, like, hanging out. Yeah. And then I worked all week. Separate from the timeline continuum. Yeah. And now I'm here. Our movers are showing up at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oof. That's intense. But yeah, life man. And then when when Diana finally comes to New York, uh, is the same day that I'm leaving New York. Uh, <laughs> Once again. <laughs> and I'm going on my little trip to Nashville. Hopefully everything goes well. It's the trip that got canceled during the pandemic. So I'm just like trying not to jinx a single thing. Um, but I'm very excited. I like FaceTime this morning with uh, like the four other girls I'm going with. And we all like made a little, our little itinerary and like made all our reservations and stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big drives ahead of both of us. So I don't know. I usually get very anxious um, when it comes to big drives, but I know I'm not doing this one alone. Uh, but it is like my first like 10 hour car yeah. drive. <laughs> so I'm nervous, but we love a road trip. I made a road trip playlist. Um, 
I actually wrote an article about my road trip playlist for one of my zines, but I'm very excited. We're also going to like listen to podcasts and stuff, which, yeah, <laughs> very meta because we're doing a podcast right now, but yeah, life, man. Yeah, I Oof. feel like I don't, there are certain like long drives that I do a lot, like the drive to my parents' lake house is like four hours, but I do that drive often enough that it doesn't really make me nervous as much like it does a little bit I have a lot I have like a lot of driving anxiety in general but the length of that one doesn't really bother me but the, going to New York about the ride to the lake house yeah okay yeah. um but like going to New York it's like a similar length but it's like way more stressful I hate it so oh, I'm like definitely. stressed I mean, the drive is the worst oh my god yeah and I don't want to like part of me wants to see if Maddie will drive part of it but then and I'm sure she would I would just like feel bad <laughs> so yeah I, I also I've never like switched up uh, like during a road trip, I guess I maybe I've like made a pit stop in like Jersey, but um, and they have like a lot of pit stops pit stops along uh, the like turnpike, but I've never like stopped like on the side of a road to switch drivers before, and like that kind of gives me anxiety. I have to like take an exit and like find a parking lot. Yeah, to, I mean like, we would probably drivers. go because Maddie also has to pee like all the time, so we usually have to make like three stops anyway um, at like rest stop oh yeah she does pee all the time oh my god yeah yeah Um, but yeah yeah to Nashville though it's all just like route 81 for like seven hours so I don't know if they like have pit stops yeah it's not the same as like like the 95 rest stops yeah but um my car does have like pretty good mileage so like hopefully it'll take me like the 10 hours like without needing to stop at a gas station um but I honestly do not know (laughs) And also I'm like trying to like get my coolant and everything checked out before I leave too in the like two days I'm home before I go, but hopefully everything's okay. It is a very well taken care of car. So hopefully it's cool. Um, But yeah, I feel like I love the idea of road trips. I've taken maybe two proper road trips in my life before, Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I should be more excited because I always have like a great time on road trips like I love driving for the most part and I love like traveling and like that that time you have like in a transportation vehicle where you can just like chill or like talk to your friends and like you don't have to be doing anything you're just like enjoying the ride but the lead up to it I'm always just so anxious because like being on a road gives me anxiety but once I'm doing it like if I'm in the driver's seat like it, when I'm in the process of driving, I'm not as anxious, but it's just like thinking about it beforehand that gets I'm like me. the opposite. Like, I mean, I, I guess I dread think like when I'm thinking about it, but I hate driving. Like I hate being, I hate driving long distances, yeah. especially like when I'm in New York. Cause it's like new, most of the drive to New York is like annoying, but fine. But then like getting into the city and then we have to like drive the to the apartment and unload. Down. And then we have to just like, like drive watching people Brooklyn. drive in the city, like while yeah. on a sidewalk stresses me out. So I have a lot of, and my but. sister's birthday is tomorrow and she lives in Brooklyn. And so I have a lot of like, so I need to go like, and the parking spot I got is like near her apartment. So I need to like drive from my place into Brooklyn. And also since it's her birthday, she wants to get dinner. So it needs to be like a reasonable time for dinner. And so I'm just like stressed about getting everything done uh in a reasonable amount of time um yeah but I have faith in you though I think it'll go well as well as it can it's just gonna be like (laughs) stressful and that's yeah and sweaty but yeah I don't know but I am the opposite like I feel like I'm that way in a few different things like when I used to play soccer I'd get really anxious like driving to the soccer field and like I don't know, like doing like the warm-ups and stuff like I get really anxious about playing and then like once I'm on the field like dribbling the ball or like doing the actual playing like I'm fine it's just the anticipation that gets me but um yeah I feel maybe it's like the adrenaline of the moment it like suppresses all of your things or whatever but um yeah when I'm like driving I can't really focus on my anxiety I'm mostly just like focused on the road so I can't like it's not I'm also someone that like if I have distractions I feel more I feel like calmer and like I always listen to music and stuff like that the only time I'm like it like driving and also feeling very anxious is like right before I merge um because that I'm just like I feel like that's the most <laughs> likely moment of impact mm-hmm. but because my mom has always said like merging and stuff because she 
she's a very anxious woman, but she's like anxious about the opposite things that I'm anxious about. So she has no empathy for me, but she's like, they have to let you in. If they choose not to let you in, they're actively choosing to get in an accident. So they have to slow down to let you in. And people don't, (laughs) people don't really abide by that. They will kill you if they want to, just because they're feeling aggressive that day. Especially in Maryland, Florida. (laughs) Okay. Also you're, I was talking to your sister recently and she like loves Baltimore and loves Maryland. Yeah. She loves Baltimore. I was like, that's like the one city I've been to that I'm like not a fan of. It's well, fine. Yeah, I think she's like, like she has like, like friends there and stuff. So I think she's just mostly had like positive experiences there. But yeah, she's always been like, oh, I, I might joined... move to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, we talked, it was crazy. But uh, I also joined like a team recently, like on Slack. And it's like all over the US, but randomly like 10 of the 30 people are from Maryland and the, D- the DMV area. And I was like, what? And they're all like, we love Baltimore, like, to have all these inside jokes about Baltimore. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I have, I've been to Baltimore, but I'm, like, not, I'm not cued into, like, the culture as much as I am for, like, Philly, because I love Philly. And I like getting all the inside jokes, even though I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I do love a good road trip. And I feel like the pandemic is also very, like, conducive to road trip traveling Um, because it's not public transport so I'm excited to like properly travel for the first time since the pandemic and like everybody's vaccinated um so I'm excited but yeah but I sort of alluded to okay so I saw uh Diana's sister recently because we went to see John Mulaney his uh very I don't know how to preface his show but yeah we saw his show from scratch (laughs) uh in New York at the city winery uh, which is like a relatively like small medium venue comedy club I was very cool um I feel like there was so much press around his like residency and his like set of shows in New York because he's had like so much going on in the tabloids and like online and a ton of stuff about his social life like came to light or his private life came to light uh like the week he started doing shows again after he uh, got out of rehab. He's in like his first year of recovery from relapsing and addiction. So very heavy stuff. And honestly, like it is like a, it is a comedy set, but, um, all the articles that I read about his show before I saw it were like, it's dark, it's really intense. Um, so I was honestly anticipating something like darker and he's, you can tell he's definitely like working out his material, not all his all of his jokes will like make it into his final set or like the special or whatever. Um, so it's cool to see like him working through that, but yeah, it was, it was more lighthearted than I thought it would be. And it was very funny and enjoyable. Like it's, he's still like good at his job, which is like nice. (laughs) Um, and I still like, like his humor. Um, and it was interesting. I feel like his best bits too were like when he talked about his intervention and his rehab. So there were definitely like a lot of jokes that like got leaked to the press and like reviews of his shows and stuff. Um, but there was also a lot that like he either changed or like it wasn't reported on. It was very enjoyable. But it's it still like was much, it was much like a darker subject matter. But it was good. Oh, he made a joke about how, like, his Bo Burnham special came out recently, and it's, like, really hip with the kids, because, like, everybody's depressed. Um, so, but I definitely, I feel like it teetered on the same tone of, like, it's funny, but it's also dark. Yeah. Um, which I also feel like there's no other tone you can take on comedy, like, coming out of the pandemic. Like, I feel like <laughs> anyone doing, like, very superficial, lighthearted comedy right now is kind of, like, missing the point <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah and also he sort of like uh alluded to like like being canceled and like whatever that means and like he's not hip with the kids anymore or whatever and I feel like he's not totally canceled but I don't know people were sad that he got divorced and he was like people get divorced like I'm just a guy <laughs> yeah but yeah also the first time I saw him without a suit so the illusion was he was wearing like a like a black pullover and jeans but yeah I also like saw him pretty up close I was like wow he like looks like his face 
crazy. Who would have wow. thought? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, very exciting. I got the tickets last, last minute because I was like, I couldn't get tickets because like the website was broken and like everything, it all fall, fell apart multiple times. And then like 12 hours or something crazy before the show, I like got off the wait list and they're like, tickets are like available, like go buy them now. And then I bought some. It was crazy. It was amazing. I think people just like originally bought tickets and then like knew they couldn't go, but like wanted tickets and they can't really resell them. So yeah, it wasn't like a packed house. Like they were empty seats. So crazy stuff. Life, man. That's my little John Mulaney review. <laughs> With still being big. He definitely at one point was like, so someone wrote an article and basically just listed all of my set and all the bits that I did so that you didn't have to come see it and no, like you didn't have to buy tickets, but we'll see. We'll see what he does next. I don't know if it's like impolite to address some of the stuff that's in tabloids, but the word on like the LA comedy scene on TikTok uh, is that he got Olivia Munn pregnant, which I mean, who knows, but I guess I'll we'll find out like, in nine months. <laughs> I feel like a baby rumor is only, it only has so many likes, you know, until it's like, well, there's no either they inside. have a baby or they don't have a baby that's pretty much it yeah but whew, it was really nice though it was like my first uh like proper live event too since the pandemic and I was like got little seats and like you know a performance I don't know like I love live shows and it's not the same as live music but it's still that like being a part of an audience and like having that communal experience was very nice. There was like one kind of bitchy girl in the audience who made one snide comment right next to me. And her friend went like this, like pointed her out in the crowd. Cause I think they just wanted attention and they were like drunk mm -hmm. or something. And then, and then she, her, her friend was like, she can stand up. Like if you can't see where she is, like where the voice came from. And then he was like, you don't need to stand up. Like I'm gonna ignore you. <laughs> yeah. good. And then there was a girl like behind me and a little bit to the left that when he mentioned Bill Hader, she was like, I love Bill Hader. And I was like, <laughs> I love Bill Hader. Same. You I love, love him. I feel, we all love Bill Hader. But yeah, it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's nice to know that I still like, like his brand of comedy too. And he still like had the same sort of like personal approach to different, you know, topics and stuff. Um, even if the subject matter got like darker and not as family friendly, there was a family though, in the very front that we had like a, a black comedian open for him. And he definitely was like, he did all his like white upper class family jokes on this <laughs> poor family up front. But it was really funny. So the opener was like really funny too. Um, very much enjoyed it. But yeah, his also the opener, his last name was Smith. And I was like, brethren, but yeah, that's that on all the updates. I'm excited for like life to slowly become interesting again and like have all these things to do, um, all these changes in the air. Your new life is about to begin uh, in the big city. Um, but yeah, exciting stuff. So I actually, I don't think I told you what I plan to discuss on today's episode. Slash, I was like, do we wanna, do I have a plan? Who knows? But um, I was thinking, okay, so, but also sidebar beforehand, uh, today is Sunday, um, whatever fucking day in June it is, but Carly and Aaron, these two YouTubers that I watch and Diana sometimes watches, also released their own podcast. Um, and I feel like we've tried to do a lot of different, like, media shows on various different platforms before and they're also like popular youtubers who like they do something together as friends um and we started a podcast podcast that like has sort of like a cheeky title that sort of alludes to sex but isn't and then they released a podcast called only friends which also alludes to sex but isn't and i'm just like they're copying our brand <laughs> like we are the ogs we started our first youtube channel in like 2011 and they started in 2014 like they're stealing all our material you know they are so let's I guess... sue them <laughs> yeah so i guess for 
I don't think anyone has listened to our podcast. Like actually no one, <laughs> but um, whoever does listen, they know that they were in like, you know, the, what's it called? The hipster content, the like underground stuff, you know, the yeah. cool stuff before everybody else knows about it. <laughs> we can take that street cred, uh, whether or not it's actually valid. But yeah, so today I thought it'd be cool to discuss like the idea of, because I feel like a lot of things are changing in our lives and we're both 24 now that I feel like we're adults, maybe. <laughs> um, I want to talk about like what you thought about adulthood, like as a kid, like as like nine-year-old, 10-year-old preteen and like what it's actually like now, like what sort of ideas or dreams or like plans did you have and like it's like an expectations versus reality of like taking stock yeah. of what your life now is now like as like a mid-20s person you know I don't claim that I'm early 20s I don't <laughs> I regret saying that now 24 yeah. is mid-20s yeah I talked about late 20s with your sister and she was like no doesn't it no not until 27 yeah, I was gonna say I think mid is twenty four to twenty six, and then I think that's true. Seven and on. Um, but yeah, okay, I can run with that. Oh, I, I okay, I can run with that. Mm-hmm. I the issue that I have isn't really an issue; it's just something to talk about. Is that I feel like as a kid, I didn't have very many like clear cut expectations. Like I never had like a dream job, really. Like I just did. I just didn't. I was like, I don't know. People would ask me what I want to do. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm ten. Like. I have no idea what I want to do. I don't know what I'm going to be doing when I'm XYZ age. It wasn't until like middle school, high school that I started to really have like any kind of particular career interests. And they were mostly like medical related. Um, like yeah, I think at stuff. one point you said you wanted to be a medical examiner. Um, the, the, the doctor that like cuts open dead people for people yeah. who don't know. And I did, I, for a few years, that's like, what I wanted to do and then it was like more generally I want to like go into medicine and then I was like that takes too much time too much money too much school but I never had like a clear expectation of what I thought adulthood would be like I was just like I'm a kid right now so like whatever um I'm just a kid yeah it was sort of like oh I'll figure it out when I get there or but but in that same vein like I didn't know what to expect, but I know now that what I expected is not what I, what it feels like. I don't know. Yeah. Cause when I thought when you, like when you're a kid and you think of like a 25 year old, you're like, they're, bas- yeah. they're basically my mom. Like, regardless of how old your parents actually are, you're like that, that is like an adult person who's like an adult. And I just feel like an extension of my kid self still, you know, cause I'm just me. I don't feel like I changed into a, a, an adult cause it like happens gradually. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like what I would have considered an adult back then, but yeah. it's not because I didn't achieve a specific end goal. It's just because that's not how adults feel. Adults <laughs> feel like they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Did you always picture yourself in like a city like New York or DC? Um... I didn't really think that's the kind of thing is like, I, I guess in high school, like middle school and high school, I thought about it more, but like as a kid, I was like, I don't know. I live here. I'll probably go places someday, whatever. But then in middle school, like high school time, I was like, oh, I want to go somewhere like fun city wise. And then in college, I was like, I just don't want to be where I grew up. And then now I'm where I grew up, but I moved. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah. I, I never, I guess I probably had brief moments where I, when I was a kid where I was like, it'd be so cool to like have a lot of like property. Cause I really liked like running yeah. around in the woods where my grandma lived and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, I just want to be able to explore outdoors all the time. But then I got over that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was like, you don't want, you don't want, I mean, land it just seems like a lot of work. And cause I feel like a lot of people sort of switch, like because of the pandemic and people are like forced to evaluate like their living situation. People are like, no, I actually do want more space and to like not be in yeah, a city. I, well, I, do, I do want space, but not like, I don't want like right outside now. space. I mean, it would be nice to have outdoor space, but like, I feel like I, as much as it's like, oh, it'd be nice to have outdoor space. I'm more like, 
I understand how much work it is to like take care it of a lot, lot of space. <laughs> like yeah. I don't want a lot of indoor space even because like you got to clean and like, I don't know. And so it's like, I want enough space and I want to be able to access outdoor space, but I don't need to own it right now because that means I have to take care of it and I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I think part of me is like, I want to be in a city where stuff is going on because I've been bored for the past year, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I definitely like, I don't know. I've spent a lot of time like in the DC metropolitan area that I feel like I had access to like the city nightlife for a lot of like my uh, like early adulthood, I guess. I don't know. I'm still in early adulthood, <laughs> but like, uh of drinking age and stuff like that but like I don't know I I remember very young I always wanted to like live in a ton of different places um and then when I got older like I realized like moving is really stressful and is terrible and very hectic in a lot of logistics that I was like I don't think I can anymore but um I don't know I also like I definitely especially just like with the pandemic and getting a lot of time to walk my dog while I was home like I definitely like appreciated the nature like near where I grew up a lot more um and I like the idea of living near woods um I've never really thought about like having land that I own um because I mean I feel like that is a lot to maintain because also I feel like if you're old and or not old enough but if you're wealthy enough to like own acres of land that you need to maintain and take care of uh, you're wealthy enough to like have a gardener and like employ well, people where you are. Like, around a, as here. a household and yes, I feel like that's, that's so true, weird but, like, <laughs> like near like in Roanoke or like near the lake house like it does it's, it's not that expensive to own land there so it's like I think yeah. there it's that's not necessarily true like around here well, I guess yeah, I'm thinking like, of yeah, like acres and acres of like farmland yeah like my aunt and uncle have like 50 acres or something of farmland but they don't have enough money yeah. to have people so they don't maintain it, it. <laughs> they maintain it themselves because i guess if it's like oh wow but they can't like afford like they can afford the land but they can't afford like yeah. to have people maintain oh, it for yeah, them yeah. um do they spend a lot of time working their property or yeah it, i mean it's like seasonal let nature take care of itself hmm. they have they used to have multiple horses they have one horse now so that one horse can't really maintain all of it but um they like they maintain it reasonably um but it doesn't need to be like beautiful you know yeah uh, but still I don't know it's still like a lot of work in there like getting older yeah um it is a lot of work but yeah I don't know I I also have always wanted I've had this like dilemma of I've always wanted to live near water um oh, which I think water. I'll like come back to that <laughs> once I'm done with my New York time is I'll yeah well New York still has water too yeah but yeah I would rather live near like I spend like a lot water. of time near the Hudson River honestly. Yeah, but I want I like want water that I can actually enjoy. Oh, to swim in? Or like like at the lake it's like that water you can swim in, you can like yeah. boat on it and it's like we like have yeah, land You can't on you can't it. be in the water in New York. Yeah. You can't and touch so it. I don't want that. Mm. Um but then the like sort of opposite end of that is I've always had an irrational irrational because of where I live not irrational in general an irrational fear of tsunamis so like obviously if I'm on a lake not a big yeah. problem dude I had I, like, a dream about a tsunami the other day that's creepy <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it was weird and I like survived honestly you might have been there I don't know I was like in a house full of a few survive. different people and it was this old Victorian house um and there was this wave coming and so we locked everything down and I was like, it's gonna, the water's gonna get through all the creeks and the cracks of like a house built of wood. Uh, and then it came and it didn't. And it, the water like rushed over the house and we were fine. And it was crazy, really crazy. But I mean, that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, no, my two like biggest fears as a kid, like living in my, oh my God, my Siri just activated. <laughs> um, anyway, my two biggest fears as a kid, both irrational based on where we grew up uh tsunamis and drive-by shootings really well because you know at my parents house that my bed has always been like right next to my windows oh and so you're i would not like even lay like in bed. at a road you're in a court There's no, no i know people, I would, nobody's like, driving it was completely irrational but i would i would lay yeah. in my bed and i would think 
if somebody drove past my house with a machine gun and just started shooting, I would die. Uh, wow. Which is, you know, anxiety manifesting in ways that doesn't make sense. Because I feel like I have irrational fears of like as someone like an intruder like in my house or like someone setting fire to my house but never a drive-by shooting well yeah <laughs> so always, right, like a mysterious man who for really... some reason was compelled to like kill my family yeah which so that exist. fear the drive-by shooting fear and the tsunami fear both so, like died down and were replaced by more realistic fears as I got older mm-hmm. but like as a kid that was what I was like really afraid of um but now like every person on the street will murder me that is the fear now you know walk down the street and I don't trust anyone I'm like well you should people on the street are crazy you don't know who's yeah who. and so that's what I'm saying yeah. it's like they're more reasonable fears now or like oh yeah. someone's gonna be in my house or whatever <laughs> yeah oh so I do because I also always like the idea of like having a ton of houses and places apartments whatever yeah. in like different areas which is like a very rich person thing to have um but I also like like getting older too I was like oh that's actually like like having housing and not occupying it it's like not a great thing to do especially if it gets excessive like I know a lot of people who like aren't filthy rich have like are like by coastal and stuff like that but like because I had when I was younger I literally was just like I want to live in Chicago San Francisco Seattle Boston like everywhere I wanted to live everywhere um I didn't want to have to choose um and I think I've realize that I think that just means I like traveling and that I should just go to a lot of places very often and I don't have to move my whole life but I think I do like part of my love of traveling is like going to a new place and just like living a different life for a few weeks and sometimes I just like I don't want to go back (laughs) but maybe that's a sort of other things but yeah I don't know I also think I'm at a stage in my life where like I'm trying to imagine various different lives I can pursue and create for myself and it's like hard to choose and also come to terms of like limited opportunities or what opportunities I should like put my resources towards and stuff like that like you have to close doors to open doors sometimes to move forward and I it's hard to come to terms with that sometimes but yeah I don't know I was very unrealistic as a kid in terms of like what I expected my life to be as an adult also I feel like nationally politically like (laughs) environmentally like I didn't expect to have all these you know really big things to also pop up in my life that would like impact my life decisions like then think about like a pandemic or a terrible president or like economy stuff that like Mm -hmm. limits my opportunities but um or like having to uh incorporate global warming into like child planning and family planning and like where I choose to move and stuff like if the world if the world literally starts to like physically fall apart like where is the safest to like own property and like be safe from natural disasters and stuff like that like like owning property in New York is really lucrative usually but also it's like the housing market here is crazy now and also like in 10 years it'll be underwater so like it's an island right yeah Yeah, because I'm like oh when I was a kid I would never have thought to like move exactly. to Canada because it's so freaking cold but now I'm like it's not gonna be that like cold for very long yeah <laughs> I don't know yeah so yeah because I, I always want a kid so that's like a big thing it's like and obviously I don't I, I can't say that I like haven't achieved xyz thing because I'm like I'm 24 like yeah. I didn't expect to have kids when I was 24 but now I'm like I it's like selfish to like bring more children into the world so now I'm like oh maybe I'll like adopt or foster or whatever which I still maybe would have planned on doing when I was younger but now I'm like well I can't just think of like myself when I'm like not just myself but like I can't just like have kids because I want to have kids I have to think like is this a responsible thing to do yeah I don't know it's pretty crazy to think about um and it's weird to like because there's so many people our age who will like I'll think about that in 10 years. And there are people our age that are like, oh, I thought about it. And now I have two children. So (laughs) it can be weird sometimes being in your like early to mid twenties. I still, I, I don't claim the mid twenties. It still makes me feel weird to say it, but I don't know in terms of career. Also, when I was a kid, like I was a very, I don't know, like I never looked up to what my parents did at all. And like, they were, you know, reasonably happy and like 
reasonably successful but I I like I was never like oh I want to do that when I grow up no like, I, I my was yeah, very no. strictly like I want to be an author a rock star I wanted to be in a band for the longest time until I realized yeah. I needed like friends and also musical friends uh and none of that happened in middle school I also planned for this to happen to me in middle school that I would find friends to start a band with me That's because that was the age Paramore was and so when I left middle school not having made any friends who want to be in a band with me I was like I my time's passed I'm never going to be young and successful in yeah. a band yeah I guess uh, I had like because my window was closed like that where I was like I want to be a pop star I want to be an actor but it was like I never I knew I knew like, it I was really never steps a to reasonable do that. thing I was like that'd be so cool that's my dream but then I was like but that's never gonna happen because like I don't have talent or I don't have xyz or I need to be like more responsible than that it was just like never it was like a, a kid dream but not a real yeah. dream but yeah the same with my parents like my parents are both engineers I am also an engineer but they're they do like aviation stuff um and I have never been interested in it I don't think it's interesting I was like I never want to do that but then in high school I was like well you know I like math and science and so engineering is like reasonable um but then I did CS computer science which is like I think it's like the easy engineering because I'm not doing yeah. physics and stuff like that. Um, so I guess some people would say that I like followed in my parents' footsteps. I don't think that I did, um, but I think generally I did. Like I did like the the like responsible path, but then I just like veered off at the end because I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, like by high school, I think I was like, I knew I wanted to do something media related because it was the only thing that like seemed interesting to me and it never occurred to me to like do something I wasn't interested in um but now that's like literally what every adult is telling me to do is they're like you need to make money who cares about your future <laughs> and like what yeah. you want to do in life um and at a certain like, point I was like I do, want like, a better like life than doing, the people but... who are older than me and like yeah. It, you should always be satisfied with your choices but I'm like I'm young don't start closing doors on me <laughs> before yeah. I need I to people are just more worried because they're like and not everyone obviously but I think some people are like I want you to do something that makes you happy but I know that the world is terrible and if you don't have money then you can't do anything and so people are just like worried yeah and also I think it, it was something people thought was possible in like 2003 that their kids could do anything they wanted and now they're like, our economy is trash. Every industry is dying. Like our capitalist society is more exploitative than ever. Like yeah. no one can do what they want. Um, and also That's the so food industry and service industry, um, those industries are like super demonized. Oh, yeah. uh, and so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird, but it's also, I don't know there I think there was a point when I was a kid that I was like oh, I want to do like this idea of a career and then as I grew as I like went into college like past high school I was like oh like I now I like like this area of an industry or field of work and then like now I'm finally at the point of like oh like this job title is the role that I want to do and like that is something I want to do and can be good at but um I don't know it's weird like liking and trying to work in media because it's like some of it can be like talent related but it's weird to like it's not an industry where it's like you have a skill and then you go and do that skill like it's very like communication skills and organization like these very like heady ideas where it's like i feel like there are a lot of friends that are like i majored in like accounting and so now i do math and I like provide, I like do math and, and that is the work that I have done in that day. And then they compensate me for it. Where it's like, when your work is just like having meetings and like talking to people and like um, discussing things, it's harder to like, I don't know, explain to people, but then also like feel like you're providing something of value to society. <laughs> um, and so that's also something that like as an adult I'm like oh like it's not also it's not like what you want to do or like what is fun to do it's like what do people value in the workplace yeah so I don't know but it's tricky I like the idea of like 
doing a lot of different things over my life and having a lot of different careers, which is like relatively easy in media because there's so much overlap. But um, of course there are like barriers of access for that, but I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I, it's hard to think long-term and then also be young and then also see the world fall apart and like have anxiety and constantly fear dying all the time. Uh, and then someone's like, save for retirement, like buy into the system that like you don't believe in and like shouldn't exist in 10 years anyways. So I don't know, but I need healthcare. So I will do anything, whatever anybody wants for minimum wage. <laughs> oh, Oof. but yeah. I don't know. I definitely, when I was like a very small kid, I definitely was like, 19 is so old and I'm going to be like a rock star at 19. But yeah. Also, I like wanted to sing for a long time when I was like a small child and then realized I would have to like go on a stage and sing. And I was like, that sounds terrible. I never want to do that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, people would have to watch me do something like, no, right? thank you. Yeah. Besides career wise, I felt like I, I thought I would look old and then I just never looked old. I like would try to picture what I would look like as an adult and it was always like a black hole and I just never wanted to figure it out. So I never like thought about it that much. Like, oh, I wonder. And then I'd be like, that's scary. I don't want to think about it. And then I would stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cause there, there are definitely people who like their face changes a lot or they look really different when they get older. And I feel like I just like never made a transition. Yeah, you just look Which is also scary so because- insane the the timeline for people who like have baby faces it's just straight from like 16 year old 12 year old into grandma you just look like a grandma when you get old there's no in between where you get to look like a, a respectable adult <laughs> who can do adult things you know but and i think part of it is the like tv shows hiring 25 year olds to play 15 year olds on tv yeah um that i just like expected to look really old when i was a teenager um, and like teenagers looked old to me when I was like nine. Um, and then it's because you make like, you, you go through the slow evolution, like in person, it's like not as drastic. Like I didn't wake up 16 and look like a 16 year old on TV, yeah. but, and I still don't look like a 16 year old on TV. Those people look so much older than me, <laughs> but on the bright side, if I ever get to see Olivia Rodrigo, like in concert, I'll blend right in you know, good stuff. But yeah, have you listened to her new album? I can't remember I if it had come out from our, like in between our last episode or something. It, yeah, it came out after our last, after we recorded our last episode, but of course I've listened to it. Of course. It's so good. Also like her like punk influenced tracks are like phenomenal. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. She's very talented too. I also, yeah. I'm glad that she's like, she has more control over her image and stuff like that because she's not signed to Disney's label. But um, I don't know, man. It's like she's a teenager and like she looks like a teenager and she's just like not trying to be anything. Yeah, she acts like not. a teenager. <laughs> right. And it's just, I'm like, I feel like hopefully Gen Z will like heal a lot of the intergenerational wounds that <laughs> most people get passed, passed on. I don't know, because there is that whole, you know, Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, like Lindsay Lohan, like Disney to like child star tragedy pipeline <laughs> that I feel like she's able to like. Is Miley Cyrus a child star tragedy? I guess, I guess so. She did a lot of weed. Which isn't a bad thing, but she probably did other drugs too. Yeah, definitely. But there was but also never, like, like she didn't get arrested. She it wasn't. It wasn't that like, like her life is a tragedy. But I feel like she went through a lot of shit as oh, an eighteen-year-old, sure, sure. like from the media and like a lot of criticism yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and also, a lot of the more drastic choices she made was in response to her treatment as a child. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe if we're not letting Olivia Rodrigo get exploited to the same extent maybe she won't feel the need to yeah you know make such drastic choices in her life but also who knows but yeah I also I feel like Billie Eilish I love the new Billie Eilish song that's out uh Lost Cause but um I love the music video it looked so fun but then like with her new album cycle she's wearing like 
like nightgowns and like cheeky little lingerie and she did like a, a shoot for Vogue where she like wore a corset and people were like oh my god another like child celebrity becoming sexualized she's an adult and I'm like well it's because she's finally an adult like let her be an adult yeah <laughs> and also it's so tame what she's doing is so tame but yeah. just like she's not wearing baggy jean shorts and a huge ass t-shirt anymore that they're like wow sexualized and I'm like or she's just like a regular like 20 year old 19 I, don't, I have no idea how old she is she was born in 2001 though so <sighs> can you hear the siren yes oh, my dryer's done hello but yeah so but yeah, good music picks for the week. I guess we don't have to talk about our yeah, music so week. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like like the Gen Z like music stars are just like I don't know doing really well, releasing really good music just in time for you know hot girl summer. Woo! But um, yeah, also Spotify released that uh, like only you sort of like featurette thing, where it's kind of like their end of the year stuff year in review I have no idea what they call it um but for like midway through the year um and they released this like horoscope thing where it's like they choose an artist to be your sun sign moon sign and uh rising sign and so I got my sun sign it's like your most played artist and I got my grave because they're the band I listen to and I am really depressed <laughs> and I listen to just microwave all of like December and January um so it's like definitely my most played. And then my moon sign was Harry Styles. And they sort of, they called it like your most emotional artist. And he's not emo. So I have no idea what they're talking about. But I guess he's like an emotional boy. And we love and support him. But I feel like the album Fine Line was just like a I good album. Not overly Styles. emotional. Do you? Oh my God, Maddie why? and I have canceled him this year. So we don't <gasps> oh my God, why? Because we he love Jason coke. Sudeikis. <gasps> Jason Sudeikis. Oh my God. Because he's dating Olivia Wilde. Oh so my we've God. canceled Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. A lot of marriages fell apart, man. Damn. Well, do you like Olivia Wilde still? Or? No, we've canceled Cause she, her. Because she has like a really cool movie coming out too with uh, Florence Pugh. And I love I like Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. I love Florence Pugh but I don't like Olivia. Yeah. He's also in two movies. He's in that Olivia movie, uh, Kill Your Darlings. And then he's in something else where he's like a gay police officer. I like Harry, but I understand why you canceled him. <laughs> he's canceled in but, our apartment. Because um, Olivia, Olivia Wilde's mom uh, was like, she ran for Congress or local Congress. Uh, state, she ran for state, state Congress. In the town you went to college in Charlottesville, <laughs> and and Harry recently visited his, her parents in Charlottesville. Well, so they're like walking around, you know, our side of the U.S. And I was like, oh my god, I've been there. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of people were like, oh, it's for press. I mean, that's a hell of an intense relationship for just for press. But I don't know, man. I do like Jason Sudeikis, but not excessively. So I have no reason to <laughs> to cancel anyone who who's wronged him. But yeah. Oh, and then my rising sign was uh, Annie DeRusso, who I love and I play all the time. Uh, and she was one of like my artists of the week or music pick of the week uh, on one of the episodes. So I also wrote a zine article about her, which is coming out, I think, Monday on the same day as this podcast. So we'll see what happens but love her um but yeah have you checked out the app yet do you know who you are yes I have a screenshot of mine and I was really confused by mine because my son was Taylor Swift and I was like I don't listen she's to your Taylor most Swift. played artist well that's what I say I was confused because I was like I don't even think I took a screenshot of it because I was so upset about it um <laughs> but I figured out yeah. why I don't have a screenshot of it I have a screenshot of the other stuff um because I I had people over a couple of times and both times mm. one of my friends was here and she specifically asked for me to play all of Taylor Swift discography except for like her most recent album or something and so we oh. listened to that 
like twice for a few hours at a time oh. and that's why because I was like why I was like I don't I guess that to, like I don't just like listen to Taylor Swift thing. ever yeah I was like that sucks that they, they, they like fucked else. up your like algorithm and things yeah but um, yeah I'm not I don't like there's music of hers that I really do like a lot and there's music of hers that I really don't like and then just her as a person I'm just not a fan of so it's just a really complicated yeah. relationship because people are so polarized opinion. about it. And I have like, I was, I was gonna say, I don't have a strong opinion about her as a person. I haven't really, li- I haven't listened to any of her new albums like at all. And then the old stuff I only like, cause it's like nostalgic. Yeah. Um, but I have, but she's, I wouldn't, she's also, it's that tricky thing of like being a white woman for people where it's like, you are the victim of a lot of misogyny, but then you also perpetuate a lot of misogyny. Um, and like other oppressive things that it's like you're a victim and a villain at the same time and it's very complex thing to be in the public eye and so it's weird because she's been you know at like the target of so much shit from the industry and the public that like there's a sense of camaraderie amongst a lot of my friends who listen to her that like they have to support her and I'm just like I just don't want to have a stance on her. Like, yeah, I've just never like it's more complicated liked than that. Her enough to like be a Taylor Swift fan yeah. because and that I also means like, like don't want to support her just because we have like common enemies. Like, that's not a good look. Yeah, but... the one screenshot that I do ha- have of that like thing, the like mm-hmm. the stuff about you, I thought it was funny, so I took a screenshot of it, and it's just playing "Wouldn't Change a Thing" by Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas, which is from Camp Rock too. Uh, right. it's playing "Wouldn't Change a Thing" by Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas in the evening is pretty much the most you thing. It's <laughs> like it probably. Is. Oh my god! Uh, wow. But yeah, I didn't screenshot the, I feel like, the yeah, stuff. I don't. I was like, I love Demi Lovato. Uh, I don't support her, but I love her. Just emotionally, I feel like it's like that girl who I liked when I was a kid. But um. And I, I don't. Like I haven't decided if I support of, her. I like because I, I don't know enough music. Because she's also like trying not to be doing. Yeah, to know if I support. Her. Yeah, she's also said like, I don't want people to look at me and think that they can like do the same things as I'm doing and be fine. Like, don't. But then she's still, you know, very open about herself. So it's a yeah. weird line to walk, and I'm also undecided. But like, I love like punk rock Demi. But I never listen to her. I'm never like, I'm going to listen to Demi Lovato today. No. I'll just like but play that some song, songs randomly. I have like this one playlist that's like the most like, I don't think I've ever listened to that song before. Ever. The Joe Jonas and Demi Lovato song. It's from no. Camp Rock 2. Um, oh, I never listened so to Camp there's Rock like, There's like a random playlist that I have that's like the most random collection of stuff. And it has like Camp Rock stuff in it. And also has like mm. non-Disney musical stuff in it. And so that a lot of the time, oh my God, my Siri keeps activating. Um, so a lot of the time, if I'm just like, I don't know what I want to listen to, I put that on. And then if that song comes on, I'm like, yes. Anyway. Um. Yeah. But there are a lot of like, uh, like deep cut tracks uh, from her discography that like go really oh, hard. Yeah. That if I just like shuffle her like first or second album, Did that I'm just forget? like, oh, this is amazing. Why haven't I, yeah. Why haven't I listened to this? Oh. But life man but yeah so you don't know like uh your like sun rising or moon artists I just remember because I was like angry because everyone was posting on on Instagram their like screenshot of it and I was like I don't like Taylor Swift is should not be on my chart and so I didn't I didn't take save it yeah I think mine like my moment or whatever was listening to the Haley Williams song trigger at night and I'm like oh sad song that makes sense Haley Williams of course but um yeah I don't know I like the astrological theme to it I love astrology I love a good tarot card reading but yeah life man I always like to see what I listen to the most as of late I guess but yeah I guess on that note do you want to like go to our co-star horoscopes and finish out the episode I looked at my co-star earlier today I'm so sorry and because people at brunch were talking about birth charts (laughs) this one's funny because it's very me uh it says you don't have to punish yourself for being passive (laughs) because I'm always passive that's Um, so true though and then I have 
power in thinking and creativity, pressure in spirituality and sex and love, and trouble with routine, social life, and self. Um, and then my do's are manicures, Ooh. sage, and pillow Ooh. fort. And my don'ts oh, are sage. deflection, oversleeping, and dishes in the sink. <laughs> and this says you are more sociable than you think which is funny I think that's true currently socially exhausted I feel that well yeah but I also feel like I feel like you socialize a lot but then you're just like constantly exhausted by it yeah and not like within the past year but I feel like you have very active like big friend groups and not like huge but like I don't know many people who have like groups that they're like it's a whole friend group where everybody knows each other but I feel like that aspect of it keeps you pretty active yeah, but, but I don't know I think you're just like because you hate a lot of things you're just like effortless, effortlessly cool and you don't want to hang out with everybody so that everybody wants to hang out with you I feel like that's your vibe <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't know how to take that but okay <sighs> how do you mean you don't know how to take that I don't know Cause it's like a compliment, think- but it's also not a compliment. Cause like, well, cause I feel like you never actively try to hang out with people. People are just like, I love Diana. I want to hang out. Yeah, I guess. And I think that's like part of the, the I, have I feel like, like you've never asked to hang out with me a single time in our entire lifetime. <laughs> I'm just bad like at that. Weird. And I like, I, again, like, since I have like groups of friends, usually at least a few people in the group are like pretty outgoing and like extroverted and want to do stuff. So they'll just like make plans and then I just go. I mean, that's every introvert's dream is to, like, be adopted by an extrovert to, like, outsource making plans <laughs> yeah. to someone else. I've just gotten lucky that there are people that decide they want to invite me to things. Yeah, because also, also if, since I live with someone, like, that is my mm, friend, there's, like, built-in socialization. Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know, once I'm, like, comfortable enough with a friend, I just I feel no shame like I don't get the like double texting or like no I don't really they don't reach out as much as I do like if once they've reached an inner circle level I'm just like you know I'm annoying so yeah I I, I know <laughs> like that I don't feel shame texting. about asking people to and so out. I'm like I don't care if I double text because yeah. a lot of the time I just forget stuff I want to say or I type something wrong and whatever um I'm just bad at like reaching out to hang out with people because half the time I'm like oh if I don't have plans like I'll just like do some I'll just like read or whatever or I'm like oh like what if they're busy like uh, I don't know I feel like my hair is sticking to my body from all the sweat but um because my door is closed so the AC can't come in but for mine today says show your complexity which I'm too tired to do that right now <laughs> but power and routine which is nice I've definitely been like waking up at eight most days which is like crazy um I haven't been going to sleep early, so it's not great, but, and then trouble with everything else, trouble with thinking and creativity, spirituality, social life, sex and love, and self, which that's fine. It's eclipse season. It's chaotic. Today through tomorrow, are you taking everything personally? I'm a personable person, so it's fine. I don't know. Because sometimes I'm just like, I'll try and let things go and not take things personally. And then I'll think back and I'm like, I should have spoke up and like told that someone they were being shitty because I don't have time to like regret letting someone speak to me a certain way, you know? Yeah. But that's besides the point. Today, your emotions leak out over everything. You trivial- trivialize your emotions, let the nagging little voice in your head control you and don't have the energy to suppress it. Ooh. Notice willfulness in you. Ask yourself, is this effective? You already know when to push yourself and that's a start. I feel like that's good advice. Okay, so do PB&J, warm laundry, and elbow pads. I don't do any activity that requires elbow pads. I've never done an activity where I've had to wear elbow pads, but I do need to do laundry. I'm taking laundry home (laughs) to do before my trip. And then don't scrutiny, don't crumbs in bed, and don't steal wool, like those steel wool, like soap pads you use in service industry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, open up space to exhale with a water sign. What are you, air? I feel yeah, like you're a I'm not water. Air. You have a lot of air in your chart, but I'm, yeah, I think Virgo is earth. Gemini is air. Aries is also air. So I'm mostly air signs. And also you have two Aquariuses in your big three so you're also very heavily air but um 
you don't have to display your anger. A water son doesn't think your presence is like a spoiled toddler, even if you're acting out. They can teach you to slow down. Fun fact, I have a scheduled phone call with my friend who's a Pisces, so works out. Um, learn from water suns, avoid air moons. You're an air moon and I'm an air moon. That sucks. Anyways, <laughs> how to handle this period. You are more fearless than you think. Your moon is in Aries. This means you are built to withstand pressure. In fact, this is what fuels you. This restrictive time will not crush you. Trust your ferociousness. Okay, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, it is eclipse season. So all the timelines are sped up. All of the moves that are being made are towards your destiny, whether they're bad moves or good moves. So that's the, that's the vibe for the current eclipse season. Also, we scheduled my Nashville trip to line up with the eclipse. <laughs> Our friend was like, eclipse is happening like in between Salon and Mai's birthday. Like, let's go on a trip then. And I was like, yes. But um, yeah, you just have to lean into the flow, you know? You don't resist. We're not all salmon. But anyways, I feel like we're a little over time anyways. So yeah. <laughs> good, good episode. Very loose, not that much structure, made a few mistakes, but it's all good. But that's okay. Life isn't yeah. perfect. Exciting stuff coming up in our lives. So next episode we record will probably be kind of crazy and intense. So we'll see what happens. All right. Bye.